Robinson, they call me Jay. This is Michael Jeffrey, they call me Mike Jeff. This is Logan Barnes, and they call me Pounds. This is Vin Smith, and they call me Vinny. And this is The Last Dab. Pew, 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 pew. Pew, pew. Yeah, we had those intro horns. Uh-oh. <laughs> 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 we never had those before, but they're here. Welcome back to The Last Dab, ladies and gentlemen. We got Evan Bones Jones. Evan Jones is yeah. up in here. <laughs> to say that, Johnny Johnny Jones. Johnny, Jones, or Johnny Bones Jones. He better watch USC. out for the Evan Bones Jones. Yeah, Evan coming through, dude. Look good, man. Look fit, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. I um, actually haven't been in the gym that much. Really? <laughs> yeah. This is just... Um, years and years of just, wrestling. And, yeah. yeah. It <laughs> pays off. It pays off. It really it? does. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you start something, like, young. Like, our buddy Cody, man, he he was in sports all throughout, like... Yeah, soccer. As, like, as a kid, yeah, what, three or four years old or, or something. And just, like, growing up, probably until, like, middle school. Doesn't, hasn't done really shit physically like work like that besides like actual work or whatever and dude's just he's he's jacked or not there. jacked yeah. but you know what i mean he's got like his calves are jacked his <laughs> calves look like a sculpture but uh marble he, <laughs> but um yeah i think that's all just from like years and years of doing that when you're younger right, like you man. still wouldn't want to fight him no yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't want to fight him. you don't want to scrap with the guy but um yeah they say you know get get your kids and uh into sports and stuff early and Activities. like teach them you know self-discipline teamwork it's all like that. it's, it's like, like breaking in a glove right. you yeah. know what i mean you might not have used that glove but the glove's broken in mm. you know what i mean you'll be able to catch it's better than a brand new glove mm-hmm. break in your glove <laughs> <laughs> Show love and break in your glove. (laughs) So, Evan, man, I walked in. I'm I'm not going to. I think I'm a week ahead. I forgot. I was like, I was like, oh, yeah, Evan's on. But I had the weeks flip flopped. I thought you were coming on next week. So Uh, I didn't know. So when I walked in, I'm like, holy shit, like straight nostalgia, bro. Right. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen you for a long time, man. So yeah. I mean, okay, so we can talk about like whenever we all first met, if you want, or yeah, uh, I think I think I think the people should know. For definitely sure. want to say like sports for me, or like in school. Yeah, what? I, I think you were actually the first one I met. Oh really? I'm talking like seventh, eighth grade. Oh no, even before that, we played baseball with Brett Hall. Did play like baseball with when. Brett Hall. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, dude. And and bro, I look at pictures back then. We were some babies, bro. <laughs> we were babies, dude. Like, man. I was a bowling ball back. I mean, up until probably about 8th grade. I was like 4 5 <laughs> 160 <laughs> pounds. Yeah. yeah. Shit, now what are you like damn near what? Like 5 nine, 6 foot something? What are you, dude? <laughs> From across the table, no. you look taller than me. Yeah, I'm just I, gonna be complete, maybe it's yeah, a I'm not, I'm not 5'11. Yeah. Okay. 5'11? I can't bullshit and say I'm 5'11. I'm not. <laughs> you know, when I was playing at Wabash, I was 6'1. But, no, like, you know, coach didn't put it at 6'1. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Give you that uh, action. Okay. Yeah. I was like, I, I, mean, I didn't lose to like, it. Six no. What happened? Yeah, I was like, did you cut off some And you were playing what there? I played safety. So I came in playing safety and. Uh, just lost both of my ankles. I mean, that, oh, 
Not the whole story. I actually stabbed my right ankle literally with a knife on accident. Damn. <laughs> that is a story. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, after freshman year, I went on the linebacker beat. I just couldn't run anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how it happened. But, I mean, I actually found out the other day Evan Stamball actually just took a coaching job. I saw really? that, bro. Yeah, I saw that on Facebook. Took a coaching job. Where at? Wabash. Wabash. Wow. I mean, that's awesome. That, re- that really that's is That's awesome because cool. he – Stanball, shout out to his dad, because he was a great coach for all of us. I think we all had him. They just have that mind for, and I'm guessing, obviously, he got a coaching job for football. They just have that mind. It's like it's embedded in them. You know what I mean? Just their IQ football is, it's just, I mean, I couldn't even, I don't even, I don't understand it like that. You, you know what's crazy, too, is like being the coach's son. You know what I mean? Okay, that is like there's crazy. there's like two aspects of it. There's those who just kind of like, I mean, you kind of see it, and it's like, oh, they just get like put in that in that spot, like they're number one or whatever, and you think it's like a nepotism type deal, like they just like for family members. But if you kind of like, you know, if you look at it, it's like the coaches are going to be like a lot harder. Your dad, I should say, is going to be a lot harder on you rather than coaching other kids because like they're going to expect things out of you. Not saying I don't know their situation, but I can see where that drive comes from. You know, your your dad there on the field with you you know, uh, pushing you or, um, but then it's cool to see like, boom, he's got a coaching job. You know what I mean? It must've worked. Yeah. (laughs) man, Like paid off. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I get what you're saying. You know, you have, it's like passing a torch type. And I'm sure it's going to be the exact same thing with him. You know what I mean? He'll have a, he'll have a son, a daughter, whatever he'll, he'll coach. And it's like, you have that relationship with them at home. It's a, it's a father, it's a son, but at, at practice, it ain't no father son shit. It's I'm coach yeah. and you're a player. Yeah. Yeah. I'll treat you exactly like that yep. because that's what you are. Yeah. Most of the time, yeah, like you said, it's almost like a uh you know, a standard that people think like you're coach's son, usually you get like set up and helped out, but all the f- sports we've played, most of the time it's like like you said, like they damn near get you you have you're a standard for this team right. because you are my son. Right. So if you're bullshitting, then Yeah. That How's that good. look on me as a coach? It, and I'm, exactly. you know what I mean? Like, yep. yeah, but yeah. Uh, you played multiple sports, right? Um, yeah. Well, so. growing up, yeah. Um, actually, baseball, football, and wrestling until high school, and then I dropped baseball. No more for the baseball. I know, man. Me too. I don't know why. It, I love baseball. <laughs> baseball was my favorite to play. I you think just it burned out. Burnout? You just get burnout? I think I did get burnout on it because I played too much baseball as a kid. Bro. Yeah, I don't know if I got burnt out. I just – baseball was like the easiest one to pick up and play with like friends and, you know. Definitely. I mean, other than maybe basketball. Yeah. But for me, it was like, well, football was my main one. I wanted to lift through the spring because I'd cut all winter. Right. And I mean, you we can't all do cut that. all yeah. winter. Yeah. <laughs> God, cutting was hard, <laughs> especially at that age. I can do it now. Like I can fast. I can intermediate fast. I can not eat shit all day. It's easy. I like doing it. But, but as a you're kid, going through lunch and seeing everybody eat, and then you're like, I can't eat. You just feel disrespected. <laughs> I, can't, I can't complain too bad. I dropped like six pounds maybe. I don't know. Maybe like 10, Austin 11. Smith was sleeping with the heat on trying to cut weight. Oh, my gosh. I remember we were, that story, bro. Dude, yes. yes. We were I in the same. Like we were, you won, I, though. He yeah, he turn. did. I was hot as shit because we all had to share that same room. Or oh, whatever. that even makes it hotter. Yeah. So, I mean, like, yeah, four fucking adolescent teens, bro. Like, oh, <laughs> no, the smell and the heat was overwhelming. Gosh. Um, 
But I did want to bring that up about, I mean, you said you were more like bowling ball shaped until you started getting into uh, more of the sports. What I noticed from you, man, was you had a really strong work ethic, man. And were you not like, forgive me if I'm wrong, but were you not like top of your uh, class in uh, academics or something like that? Or maybe I'm confused. I mean, I wasn't top of my class. I mean, I was like top 30. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, still pretty up there. I was like uh, the last 30. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I wasn't there. It's like bottom third. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think just academic came um, decently naturally, but, I mean, it was also the people I was hanging around. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you remember Zach Hughes, Defoe. Yeah. I mean, they were just super smart. Really, and, yeah. You know, I was friends, good friends with them, so if we were hanging out, it was after we did our homework. Or something. Uh, so, like, I just, you know, if I was going to hang out with them later at night, I was like, well, I might as well get my homework done no now. Doubt, <laughs> no it, doubt. It just added up. It just makes logical sense. You know what I mean? But then you try to explain it to other kids, and it's like, fuck that. I remember going to your, uh, your house in the studio, trying to pull out my chemistry book. I'm like, fuck this. I'm not going to do this. Put the chemistry book back in the fucking book bag, bro. We are not going to give you the time of day to study. That was, that was slightly a problem you living right next to the school. Cause it it's so like, hard not boom, to go there. Bam, first. Like, let's just go there first yeah. and get whatever we want to do out of the way. It was like, his mom's not home. <laughs> Nine o'clock. I am not doing my homework. Right. It is way too late. No, I'm not even I need to sleep now. And then I'm like up watching Family Guy till like 11, 12 o'clock. I'm Can like, I can't it? go to sleep at all. Should I, should I try my homework? Yeah. No. 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 Way too no. late to be doing doing homework. What am I? Now you can see why I was like bottom third. Yeah. <laughs> it all just came out. Um. So uh, you did. Uh, baseball with Logan, and then so you did. Uh, was it wrestling or that football one. that you got into first? Was it football? Well, I mean, it was definitely football. I mean, I was, I was playing football ball, and life. then yeah, later. but wrestling didn't start till sixth grade because Stanball actually coach Stanball came over. He's like, "Hey, you should do wrestling," and I was like, "Fan down, <laughs> fan <laughs> down," and I was like, "Okay." I mean, I wasn't. I don't. You both wrestled in middle school. Like, I was literally still bowling ball. Yeah. I think I probably won. Up until eighth grade when I started like losing the weight and then also, you know, puberty helped in middle school. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. I went through I went through the chunky stage, bro. Like I was like same way, I was pretty thick, but little, you were a little plush. Had some, had some thickness I mean? to me. It was a little plush. Uh yeah, definitely. Uh wrestling really got me whooped my ass into shape, man. Like that shit really does like that's why I say like ten. So, you know, five, ten pounds. Some people are like, man, I can't even lose that. Do you remember that big-ass picture we took back in, I think it was seventh grade yeah. wrestling? Yeah. Where I was in the front. Remember we made it because my fucking leg. leg. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even in that picture my and I was wrestling. leg. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you, you had to. I wasn't I, in the picture for some you reason. You might not have been. I must have, like, either missed They made missed him take that. it. They, made, they damn near <laughs> might have made Jared to take it, bro. <laughs> they, I think they did crop my head in the back or some shit like that or something like that. I ended up. They just cut the picture because it was before any type of photo editing. I actually didn't have the grades to finish out in eighth grade. So it was like I, I got cut from the team. I was devastated. Though. Isn't that crazy, though? You think of about a fucking no kid left behind tax paying fucking, you know, a uh, government, you know, funded fucking academic I thing for every kid. I got my, no, 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 no. No. my work permit taken for having bad grades. But that, but what? How does that even make sense? You can't. Re- hey, you can't wrestle. But these, man, these kids got to get off the street and do some things, but you're not allowed to wrestle because you got a D, you know what I mean? Or you got an F. So now I can't do something that's 
physically healthy, mentally healthy, emotionally healthy to take up my time. Now I have bad grades and nothing to do. It's almost like a, uh, uh, my grades are still, up. my grades are still bad and I can't wrestle. You're setting, <laughs> <laughs> you're setting people up for, for failure. failure. Yeah. How are you not? I, I, you know, I think the school system is very, you know, you put it side by side to how our government's working right now, you know, a lot of different areas, people are set up for failure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, even in society after school. You know, right. Like, I mean, there's just so many things out there that are free up to a certain point and then no longer they're free. And then people are like, well, if I go over that point, even, you know, a few dollars, if I try to make something up of it, I lose all this. So I really didn't gain nothing, you know. Right. And so people get stuck in this cycle of oh, yeah. failure, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I agree. And um, I think that, like, with some, like you said, with the government setting it up and like, these different things like, I mean, like unemployment and um, food stamps and all that's great. All I mean, it, it's great if it helps. Or, uh, but I feel like with the control that they what they have with it, you know, they distinguish how much you get and what you get and all that. And it's like if you are a position in a position where you need help, like a lot of things, I'm, I'm really thinking in my head, like single parents, like where they will actually need that. Cause you can't even hardly get a house without having like a significant other or somebody else, a oh, roommate of some of the people sort. Cannot. And it's like, um, once they take that away from you, who are you going to, you know what I mean? What they're going to be like, like, you need us. We're the government. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and we're, you depend on, we're us. your man now. Yeah. We, we the man. Yeah. And then, I mean, through that people then get in a comfortable exactly, and not, not comfortable in the sense of you're sitting on a thousand dollar couch and you got beautiful fucking furniture and all these amazing things. I got food stamps. I got like $300. I got food. Stamps. food. I got food for sure. I got a place yeah. to stay. We're going to cut that into 150 now. Right. Yeah. And some people kind of get stuck yeah, in that little, in that, you know, in that area. But who set them up to be in that area? Wasn't themselves. You know what I mean? So it's like the government saying you need us, but you need us so bad that we won't let you go. I feel like a lot of people are raised on uh, the idea that comfort is the goal in life. Mm -hmm. I mean, so that's what they're working their whole life towards. I just want to be all right, man. I just want to be good. Mm -hmm. It's never going to be okay. But things true. will happen but in your true. life. Like we, and then the, the weird thing is, is that we need to go through these things that set us back in life so we can understand what came out of it and we can move forward Jump and know forward. how to know how to deal with these things. Like it's almost like it, it it's the pressure on the diamond, you know what mm, I mean? And then mm, it would or just on be a rock. rock. And then, yeah. it, and then it, the pressure creates a diamond, I should yeah. say, you know, the, so, um, yeah. I mean, what I said is that it's like you need to have the high points so you know what it could be, right. and you need to have the low points so you know what you don't want, yeah, yeah. and then you know if you find somewhere in the middle, that's fine. But what's happening is these people are never getting the high point because they're too afraid to even try. Mm. And ding, that, ding, that, ding, you ding, know, where's the applause? Woo! There we go. Preach. You did most of it. <laughs> Didn't even know. Um, so, I mean, I guess while we're on like this financial, uh, you know, talking financial, um, what, what is it that, that you do for a living? Is it? Yeah. I mean, um, I, 
through through college, I was self-taught finances. Where'd you go to college? Wabash. So yeah, not too far from here. I mean, um, I I got to actually I went into school to be a doctor. Um, about halfway through, found out I didn't want to be a doctor, <laughs> so I switched over to be a lawyer. And somewhere between um, start of my junior year and graduating, I, I came to a realization. You know, like it doesn't matter what kind of job I get. I'm really, you know, I'm still going to be in a position where somebody else controls my paycheck, somebody else controls my schedule, something like that, um, that I wanted to step away from. So I actually self-taught my self-finances. And, um, you wanted to be your own boss, basically. Yeah. Oh, that's the, the main thing that got me where I am now. I just didn't want – I want to be my own boss for – all the right reasons. I wanted to be able to travel when I want. I wanted to be able to be with my kids when I want. You know, whatever it may be. Um, like my dad, you know, my, I think another big thing was my dad provided for my family pretty well. Like, you know, decent, really well. And the big thing was, it wasn't until like my senior year of high school that I even expected him to be at my games just because he was away, he was working all the time. So, you know, it's funny. If he didn't come to – he actually came to all my senior year games. That was like a promise he made to me. But if he never actually did that, I don't think I would have ever realized, you know, what I was missing in the first place. Yeah. Okay. Because it was never present before, so I just didn't really realize. You know, my okay. mom would be there. Yeah. But you didn't look at it negatively. Right. I don't feel like – I feel what you're I'm saying right now. Right. Yeah. So, you know, once my dad started coming, I was like, oh, this is awesome. You know, I wanted to make sure I could do that for yeah. my kid. You know, that was a huge okay. thing there. So that was the drive for you. You know what I mean? Like, I want to be able to have control of my schedule, still get the money that I'm looking forward to. And, you know, you're one, you know, you're down for the work, but you want to make sure that there's things in life that you'll be able to do and that you're not so caught up in yeah, exactly. having to I mean, be on this schedule. He showed you both sides of the coin, it sounds like, yeah. basically. Yeah. Yeah. Over a small amount of time, high right. school. You know what I mean. High school is when we kind of come to as men. You know, as 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 grown men, you're starting to get there. You saw, you know, what it took for him to give you that. And and you said, children. Do you have multiple kids, or do you? Oh, I don't a, got any kids. Yet. Oh, you're just talking yeah, about. In I just, future. you know, I just know in the future. Prior right? That's great, though. Yeah, I, I I love that though. I mean, that's that's great because you know, in my shoes and a lot of people. Um, that we know, you know, our first child, it wasn't planned. I don't like, and, and I hate saying accident either. You right. know what I mean? Cause it's it not an planned. accident. It just wasn't planned. You know, uh, pretty most, sure I was an accident. <laughs> I, I'm, the youngest, I'm the youngest child. So I, think those, I can that say that planned, mine but was I was planned. an accident. Yeah. I was not supposed to be on. <laughs> the aliens need to pick me up. And see me. <laughs> Phoning home ever since fifth grade. bro. Weezy. <laughs> This but man's I mean, busy up in this joint. <laughs> I, I I can kind of relate to that because I, you guys know, I was on seconds for like three or four years, and that I took a lot of time from seeing Max grow up that's, at yeah. nine stuff. Yeah, was, was a lot. And now yeah. you, and now you're on the other side of it, and I think you can see that he probably obviously appreciates that. Oh more. yeah, I mean, he doesn't yeah. fully grasp and the the longevity of it, dude. The support, like. To have a wonderful support system around you, like, and especially for a young kid, means so much to that kid. You know what I mean? Like, to hear good job, like, I wish someone would say that to me today. I'm not crying, but, <laughs> but I, but still, like, I seen a, I seen a video and it was like, like maybe like a little award show, you know, they, or award ceremony for kids whenever, you know, 
perfect attendance or yeah, like at school, A B on elementary, or whatever. Yeah. And everybody's like waving at their parents, and some little guy is like all down and stuff. You know and why? Like, yeah. And, but then like he looks up and he sees his family, and you can see the fire light up inside of his soul, like <gasps> oh, and then dude, like his yeah. like switch in his brain was like, you know, like they're here for me. So it's like that's really um, admirable to think about. Um, you know, something that you don't even have yet that you uh, want to, you know, make sure that in the future is going to be something that you continue to remember. And again, it was something that happened when you were younger right, that, yeah. that molded you. You understand why he wasn't there. It's just kind of sucks. But um, and he wants to be there and he even made you a promise. Like, hey, I'll, yeah. I'll be there, man. And then there he was. And that makes I mean, it makes all the difference to have support system man. Um uh, so that's cool. Yeah, I mean, you know, kind of getting a little bit back to what I, I do for work is, you know, I just teach finances. I build plans for people and things like that, right? So my entire mindset of what I'm trying to teach people is, hey, you know, sacrifice something now for something later, you know? And I mean, in in a, in a lot of ways, I live that in kind of my life, you know, um, kind of what I was talking about earlier, you got to have the high points and the low points. Um, I'll get to something in a little bit, but like. I, I had some pretty high points when I was in college. I mean, yeah. I did pretty well. Um, and just to see all of that, like I experienced what it could be like and then didn't have it made me realize, you know, like, all right, it, I want that, but I got to do it the smart way this time, you know, make sure it does come to fruit. And that, I mean, that's really what I do for work is just teaching people. I say, Hey, you know, like this is where you are. This is, I mean, you are somewhere in this place for finances. You might have debt. You might have whatever it is, but you still want these things later in your life. Yeah. You still have these dreams. Well, you know, let's actually try to get them. Yeah. Cause you know, a lot of society is just saying, be comfortable, right? That's what yeah. you're just saying, you know, yeah. and people give up on that, those big dreams they want. And you know, for me, at least I've seen a lot of people. It's just like, I haven't seen somebody give up on their dreams yet um, that I've talked to, but I've seen people realize they can actually get their dreams. That's beautiful. And that's the cool thing that uh, like, that's probably, and cool. I'm sure you literally are part of the reason for that. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it, it's really just schools don't teach finances. We all know that yep. <laughs> our families, you know, a lot of times don't want to talk about finances well, some can't because right. schools don't teach finance. And I wish they, I wish they taught more of that. Like maybe I felt like that, like this doesn't even matter. Like really, I'm going to need to know this. Like why, why do I need to know this? Like, um, I, I almost wish that there were uh, more real life things. Cause I always Situations. said school was supposed to be a practice for life. And um, in a it's sense, not. It, it's well, not. in a yeah. sense it is as far as like, and I'm not even talking about in the classroom. I'm just talking about like communicating, oh, being yeah. amongst uh, people, other people, other people yeah. like getting a social plus, cue. Plus the education too, though, like that, that does include it. But <clears throat> as far as the education side, I didn't see it, see it as like too important to me. But, um, I like how what you said was like, you didn't give them, like, it's not you making them rich all of a sudden. Yeah. It's got to be the person's desire right. to do it. And I was up in Washington uh, State and I got a, a lead kickboxing job at uh, the I Love Tacoma Kickboxing Place. And part of how we would get the memberships of these people are like, okay, so you're like yeah what is it that you're wanting to accomplish okay you're overweight 
that's the start. Like you said, that's, that's boom. That's the start of it. Well, why haven't you, you kind of poked the bruise a little bit. Why are you? Why, why do you think that's the problem? And like, don't you think that you could like either, and then based on whether like you eat too much, based on whether you don't actually get your ass up and go work out based on what exercises that you're doing and what you're trying to get, it, it all comes down to what you are doing. Don't blame nobody else. Right. But you are planting the seed on, okay, what's the steps? How can we get there? Just like you said, and like, what, what do we need to get to get there? And sometimes I, I almost want to say like you're a coach in a, in a sort of sense, because, um, I mean, same thing on the field, man. Like anybody could step out there on the field, but if they're just like, like, dude, I am not doing burpees today. I will not do burpees. All right. You're not going to get the results. Oh. Right. And, you know, if, if you actually put a title to what I do, it's financial coach. Financial because, coach, you know, no. I can tell. You called it. It's like, it's like a coach. I can put together a game plan. I can encourage you through all of it. Right. But if you don't want to do it, if you don't put in the work, you know, I mean, for a lot of people, it's, it's real simple stuff. Like, yeah. hey, we'll just stop going to McDonald's. Stop four spending times money a week. on, yeah, on these little things that it's like you need someone to just put a mirror up to you. Right. And be like, look what you're doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can't actually make you stop, but I'm showing you that you are basically making these decisions to put yourself in this situation. And that's why it's poking the bruise is because like, yeah, th this happened and that happened. And, uh, you know, all these things out, out here is like, well, I mean, yeah, that's true and all, but dude it's you you know what i mean nudge nudge you know it's like it kind of hurt but like with the kickboxing thing like we had to like make sure that we're not like uh making someone feel like bad about what they're doing yeah. you know yeah. and, like it's just a, and you just said it it's you i heard something the um the issue it's you but you can uh, you can say it right but it's like the issue it's, it's you, you the right. issue it's i like you. that yeah Shit, dude. I you like got that. me about I'm about to change my <laughs> yeah. mind. I, like, I started thinking about how much do I go out to eat? It's my fault. <laughs> Better blame yourself. Blame me. Oh. Ice Cube. <laughs> Gangster rap made me uh, do it. No, it was you. Yeah, it was you, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, That's crazy. Uh, man, there was something else that I wanted to tie in along the um uh well anyway. Oh, financial peace. Did you take financial peace, Dave Ramsey? I, so <laughs> he's a Dave Ramsey. <laughs> um, I actually read one of his books like a long time ago. So, um, like actually back in high school. So for me, my, I always wanted to be rich. Right. I see. So that. I, 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 read, <laughs> I, I feel that. I, <laughs> I mean, I read some like money books and stuff like way back. Um, but it wasn't really until college when I started looking into, you know, investments and all that kind of stuff to when I really started to sit down like, okay, what is the order this stuff has to take place and things like that. So I never actually read a lot of Dave Ramsey or anything like, and I can't really remember much. You know, I remember a little bit, but I mean, he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he's been there, you know, and, you know, uh, it's pretty much Dave Ramsey. If anybody's interested is, uh, uh, he, he deals with, uh, financial situations and I would say is pretty much like a coach in this. And I want to say he's kind of a speaker. He's kind of a religious aspect too, right? Uh, there is a religious aspect because that's what the financial peace aspect was. It. It's a program that you go through. And, uh, ironically enough, you have to pay like a hundred dollars <laughs> to get, to get like the textbook. It's for your peace. Hey. <laughs> 
takes money to make money, bro. It does take money to make money. I mean, so, um, yeah, but uh, a little it, yin and yang. It was a great course at that time in my life. I was I had a pretty fat wallet. I don't mean to brag or anything because I can't brag not right now. Okay, but I'm just but saying like at that time, like you know what I mean. It just kind of starts off like baby steps. First things first, have a thousand dollars in savings. You know what I mean? Right. Okay, that's a great start. Okay, yeah. Let me just let me just get you know a thousand dollars. And see where I could go from this, and then it pretty much breaks down on uh, what things to uh, to put aside that you can't pay for, and to categorize the things that you can accomplish, and um, pretty much just uh, how you know how to meet, pretty much to get debt free is yeah. is yeah. the is the main thing that I think Dave Ramsey's financial peace program was about. And once you have all those other things like out of the way, bills, like other, like not talking about necessarily your house, because obviously you're going to have to continue to pay on your house. But that's part of the thing like, okay, well, I'm definitely going to pay that. Let me get these things out of line or out of the way or, you know, for this month or whatever. And uh, then I can move on to this. Like, do I need Hulu? Do I need Netflix? Like, um, do I need cable? Do I need water in my house? <laughs> I need water. <laughs> <laughs> Out of those four or five, you needed one no, for sure. No, yeah, you're going to like, but um, so that was a cool, that was something that I also went through. I completed that uh, course. Uh, Josh Wright got me into right it. Right on. Um, and um, yeah, I mean. And kind of with that, like you were saying, um, I mean, the average American household is like paying out three grand and just covering debts, including mortgage. Wow. So like a month, right? And if you, if you, I mean, what, I don't care what your income is. If you're paying three grand toward debt, if you get rid of that debt and you have an extra three grand laying around, like nobody's complaining, right? It'll help you out. Right. I mean, it, without debt, it's not just helping you out. I mean, it, you're getting nicer things now. You can start putting stuff towards retirement. I mean, however you want to look at it, but debt, like that's why Dave Ramsey focuses so much on debt because it doesn't matter what you do after you're out of debt. If, I mean, when you're out of debt, you have so much more freedom. A, a great sermon that I had listened to a couple years back, um, uh, Elevation Church. I don't listen to them too much now, but um, they were talking about, you know, just start shallow. You know, just just do the bare minimum of what you can, you know, right now. Get your feet wet. Get out there and, and start getting after what you – because, I mean – I. I mean, at the beginning of the day, the hardest thing is to even step in the workplace. You know, it's it's getting out there and actually getting up and, and going towards what exactly you're trying to accomplish. And so I believe that starting shallow, just getting that that little bit that you need out of the way, I think that's going to help for, a, you know, um, in the long run of what you're trying to accomplish. Um, Have so. you ever read Atomic Habit? Habit? Yeah. Atomic? Atomic, atomic. Like atomic bomb. Oh, like okay. Atomic so habit. I thought, was, I thought this was a name because I was like, no. It, I mean, it's kind of what you said. It's just like, Adonis. I was saying Madonna. 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 <laughs> but it, I mean, it was just you're saying the whole idea is, hey, if you're trying to do 50 push-ups a day, even if you only do one, but you actually, you know, set that time apart and said, hey, I'm gonna do a push-up. You start to get in this rhythm where, you know. You're doing okay, one a day, but eventually you're gonna be like, "Well, I'm already I can down do too." Yeah, 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 I'm I already do done. Too. Yeah, exactly. The hardest part about doing a push-up is literally getting on the floor to do uh, it. Yeah. Uh -huh. So, you know that that's what the whole book's about, and that's exactly what you're just saying. Yeah, that's yeah. Just gotta go, man. Right. And uh, again, with the 
comfortable thing. You know, sometimes people get too comfortable. Like even if you do, I, that's why I'm worried about retirement. I don't know if I if I necessarily want to retire or anything. I mean, yeah, I, I do want to be set up later on in life, and I don't want to have to like continue. I want to retire from this bullshit nine to five job and do my own thing. Do your right. own. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, like, yeah, like. I don't ever really want to stop necessarily. Yeah, like yeah, I yeah. want to continue to learn. Yeah. Right. I want to continue to grow, get better. Yeah. Retirement. I mean, it's not, it's not stopping everything. It's just having the freedom that if you had to stop, you right. can, right. Like yeah. you can step away. You know, if you do get sick or your wife gets sick, like you can spend a month with your wife. Yeah. And you don't have to worry about the money. That right. that's what retirement is. I see. I see what you're saying. But then like you were saying, I've been, I've been to a lot of jobs where, you know, you see this old dude working at this factory. Your first thing is like, that dude didn't set up anything for retirement. Look at this dude working in a fucking warehouse at 60 years old. But then you go talk to him. It's like, nah, that dude is set up. He just doesn't want to be at home yeah, all fucking day. Exactly. He's yeah, working, you, a, you know, an eight hour shift, three, four days a week, staying active. Yeah. You know what I mean? Talking, still having more people. money, talking to people, still having more money on top of what he has retirement wise. He's double dipping. Double it? dipping. Uh-oh. He said, in the pool, sunscreen, back in the pool. Yeah. I mean, that motherfucker's crazy. So I I see that a lot too. You know what I mean? Like people are like, I just don't, like you said, I don't want to stop. I don't want to just be like, oh, 60, time to sit my ass on the couch and do absolutely nothing because I have that financial, you know, comfort. Some people work their whole life to do that though. Exactly. Like they're like, uh, I think it was a Jordan Peterson quote where he said, like what happens when you're on the beach and like you have an unlimited amount of drinks? Like, is that what you really want? You just want to be there though? Like, I don't know. It's in a sense of, is that what you're really working for? Just to yeah. be there? I don't know. Cheers to that. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Cause it's like, I want to go out and experience stuff. And yeah. But learn, at the same time, like we can experience the stuff right now at the same time True. as working towards this, um, financial comfortability. There's, there's still importance to having it. Yeah. yeah. And, and you set, like you said, you set yourself up now. So later on, it's just going to be, you're going to have that cushion. Not to say We're everything's. We're talking in terms of life terms. He's yeah. talking financial. Well, financial. I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, you could have that cushion and um, be set up for later on down the road. I had a, I, I pulled some money out of my retirement during COVID because it was, it was no like, uh, fees or anything like that just an extra savings account money it was like it's there give it i'll take it i don't know when i moved oh yeah you cashed out that oh he <laughs> cashed himself out boy he said <laughs> yeah <laughs> takes money to make money takes money to, to you had experience it, he's saying you had it. it's possible yeah, I mean, like, it definitely, like, it's not out of the question, you know. To like you saying, you had that, you had that cushion, right? You needed it, you know, yeah. Like, and I got okay. comfortable. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> cushions are comfortable, right? Yeah. Damn, this season, nice. but with like doing all this stuff right now, I, I feel like our society kind of has like put us as young people into that, and I don't want to call it a trap because it, you have to be able to balance both putting yourself in a better situation in the future, but at the same time, not wasting your days today yeah. only doing that, right? right? Because I feel like a lot of people do that. You know what I mean? They're thinking to themselves, well, if I work through my 20s, 30s, 40s, 55, I'll be able to go out and do all these things I want to do right now. But it's like, is that necessarily the best thing? Because you Stuck might get in caught a maze. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's okay, but it's not really mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> 
or what J. Cole said, uh, something like, feel like I'm stuck in this rat race. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like that rat's trying to get out, but he ain't getting yeah. out. If there's it's a, there's a, sorry, there's a game called, uh, I think it's rat race. It's a financial game where you're like, you're in it. You're and once you school? like, yeah. And once you yeah, get yeah, enough yeah. money and like buy property and stuff, then you're out of it. Then you got money working for you. Hell instead yeah, of like, you're not bro, working with that. There's that's, this game called a uh, nice. goat simulator. <laughs> 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 and it's actually pretty fucking fun. Bro. We got a lot of listeners in this area whose yeah. ears perked up like, when you said that goat simulator. Goat. <laughs> There's one where they like, you're mowing lawns. I have a bunch of buddies that play farming simulator. Like they're fun. It's you just like set up a whole fucking farm. I'm sorry if I offended any of you. Like, you guys talking shit about my lawns, bro. <laughs> the goat simulator is cool. You can like, run fight, into people. Man. You can blow shit up, and you're just a goat. <laughs> <laughs> what's that? Kaplow or kaplow? Or yeah. what's that one? That ram? Cram? Yeah, cram. <laughs> he said that cram woke me up out of my sleep. <laughs> I'm gonna go run and get another little brewski. Uh, you want one, bro? You grab my cold another glass and, and another one of those. Sweet. Uh, Drinks around the board. Yeah, don't hate me for this, but I can. I'm not a fan of Coronas. That's okay. I do That's not. Right. Yeah, no hate, no hate in here. I don't think yeah. anyone would be mad about saying that. <laughs> You're still family here. Yeah. <laughs> family, <Corona>. family. <laughs> anyone that says like, man, it's just. This is all I'm gonna say. Coronas is just crazy to me. It's over, but Corona was just wild, man. You know oh, what I mean? Corona, it was yeah. just different. It's coming back. People are getting like stomach, stomach aches now and shit. Like, Get the it's fuck out of here, bro. Jo- you, bro. Joe Biden, Biden caught it. quadruple vaxxed, bro. He caught it, <laughs> tested negative, and then uh, got and tested positive again yeah. today. So he's, he's a positive. Dude again. got four needles in his arm. He's like, <laughs> I still got it. <laughs> like, what? Oh. Uh, I know. They're going to be like, he did <laughs> not get four. He actually had five. <laughs> I, it was to me. It's over in my mind, and it was just it was. Remember, hey, Rogan was getting, and he was right. Like I was, he was a hundred percent right. Like, and then why he would had I to not, like he's show like, people on this show? I just heard the other day. He was like, I, I've sent like 30, 30 people, groups of nurses and doctors. Like, if they have to deal with it, and then they get it. It's they get it dealt with by real professionals. I don't know. Yeah. Have you the seen right medications and stuff like that? The there's a couple recent episodes with Joe Rogan where I think Andrew Schultz was on, and oh, then yeah. Andrew and Schultz then uh, Theo and yeah, bro, I Theo love that was shit. good. Theo just, cracks me up. I he says it, the most wildest shit. It comes out of left field, and it's just like, Jamie, get your elbows hard. <laughs> <laughs> and they're doing the smelling salts. Oh yeah, they just. I want to order some. It, I'm about bro. to order some. Them smelling salts are different. Bro. I've never tried it. Don't want to do it. Would you do it if I ordered some? Smelling salt. I mean, shit. I would do it. Bro, I guess. I'm about to, I'm about I'm to go back. Before. I'm about to do gloves. Well, I again. feel like we did that back in 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 football. I mean, you might have. I, I <laughs> never did. That. I didn't <laughs> know no smelling salt. Like, I'm I'm about to do gloves again. I'm trying to uh, get back up in the gym and get back doing some golden gloves. So I'm sure. Hit me up the other day. Was it Corbin? Maybe. Oh, my fault, bro. bro. Sorry. Get on you, folks. You remember Brad Abbott, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah, I um, I hit him up probably two or three years ago, and I'm like, because he, I mean, Jacob McLean, him and I, like Brad coached Jake and I on lifting. and oh, I mean, He's a hoss. He's still yeah. a hoss. So I, I hit him up like two, probably three years ago, and I haven't talked to him since he left. And I'm like, 
Hey, what gym are He's you going to? He's got a kid, man. <laughs> yeah, he told me in his one called Iron Valley Barbell okay. off of 86, which is like just a hole in the wall in a garage, but it is the like one? if you're trying to put getting... muscle on, that's where to go. So you did you go for? Did uh, you go uh, with? Oh it? yeah, I, I mean I went. I I still have a membership there. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I mean I haven't looked at it in a while, but yeah. yeah. But I mean it. I mean, they got smelling salts and all that, but really, I mean, it's just they got smelling salts and all that. Right before you lift, right? That's what it's like. Gives you that energy. What? <laughs> I just don't understand how that shit's legal. I don't know. What have you heard of a uh, kratom? Even yes. oh yes, kratom. I never uh, tried it. Is it a, bu- a buddy of mine just got some honey? Oh, yeah. From Nepal. Yeah, Mad Honey. And it's called Mad Honey. It's like this shit that the grows hallucin. on the mountains. It's hallucin, but it's not. Right. A lot of people use it. Doesn't it doesn't do anything. It does, but it's not like. Oh, it does. Oh, it's not what you think it, of it. it. What you think of it. Well, they, they call it, they categorize it more as, it's called a, deli- a delirium. So it makes you delirious. That is not hallucinating. In my opinion. Least, that's like sick. And yeah. It's, in it's, my opinion. Oh, it's oh, like, just messes your mind up. Kind of. It's, it's, like, it's more you. like uh, uh, like almost like a narcotic almost. Like if you're taking like a pain pill and yeah. you're kind of feeling like. You're like, am I in or out? Yeah. Um, <laughs> a buddy of mine used to that. give it to me and it was a drink uh, and you just mix it with water or whatever. Stir it Kratom? up. Kratom. It tastes like oh, ass. Bro, I called it mud milk. Oh, Kratom. <laughs> I thought we were talking about it that. It looks like it's real grainy. Yeah, real grainy. They, um, it used to be legal here yeah. and then so they made it. used to order it order it online mm-hmm. but they don't sell it right maybe not in stores I, yeah I don't it's think one of those things where it. you can go buy a fucking marijuana seed from afghanistan but right you exactly. can't buy no, I'm, talking, grow it. I'm talking you can buy like supplement things of kratom yeah yeah we're thinking the same thing i think but it still might be like illegal yeah they might have like a it's where like you can get it but then like once you make level, it maybe? once yeah. you like make it into kratom that's when it's some some people like because people who have been addicted to like strong um opiates 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 is what i was gonna yeah Yeah. opiates is what i'm trying to say they would use that as a as a um, withdrawal yeah kind of like a substitute almost yeah yeah yeah. and uh try to withdraw off of it yeah but then you don't like you don't like use it as how you used opiates you don't just replace it yeah it kind of lets you get off without going through the horrible yeah they sell this opiate withdrawals they sell this on the west coast for sure they have kratom stores and they sell it in like um uh like uh um glass shops smoke shops they sell a lot of these there um this is yeah not that I ever had like an addiction to opiates or anything, or even was like a pill. They're like type all different. I, I wasn't. I wasn't not, sure what the different kinds. Are. I, I have done it multiple multiple times, and it's just like woo. Like, he said a woo. woo. <laughs> We're not gonna get on that topic. <laughs> Funny enough, it was while I was landscaping. <laughs> well, I mean, you gotta keep going. You gotta catch up, bro. <laughs> Give me that mud Jesse's, milk, man. Jesse called breakfast. Uh, it wasn't gonna say like, no. <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> It's a breakfast. 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 Yeah, it was like he skipped the R. It, uh, <laughs> <laughs> backfist. Spinning backfist. Um, did you watch the fights last night? I actually did not watch the fights. I, you in the UFC? Or, or, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I watch them every now and then, but I mean, especially when I was back at school with like the fraternity and all, we watched every all. How's a fraternity? Yeah, I've never I was gonna ask that. Like, how is it? I didn't want to sound it? ignorant, but I've never went to college. So. I'm just gonna be blunt, bro. Is it gay? Is a fraternity gay? gay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
you know, <laughs> I don't. Yeah. You don't have to answer. Fully no, on well, here's okay. the here. I mean, here's the reality of it. I mean, it's like imagine you're in a football locker room all okay. the time. Oh, yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, it's gay. Right? I it's gay. <laughs> like, I still like nobody is actually gay, right? But there's a lot of gay <laughs> shit. I hear you, like, bro. bro I, you just did that. You girls do the same I'm thing. Not, I'm not mad at gay people. I don't. You know, I don't. We beat Western Moon and we're playing Backstreet Boys out the. No, I we know. lost. <laughs> oh, no. no, not what? to Western Moon. I'm sorry. We lost to a team. I think it was like one of our last games, oh, and then we're sitting yeah. there playing. Don't fucking, play that. My no. milkshake's bringing yeah. up points. Guys. We just lost. You guys need all to right? shut the fuck up. And then start thinking about next year. Yeah. I'm a senior. Fuck it. There is I'm no not senior. <laughs> there is Turn no it time. up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm supposed to be setting an example for the younger guys. Shit. It was it was lifestyle for for your for you guys. I think when you guys were senior, yeah, it was lifestyle that everybody yeah, listened to. Oh, um, you know, man, man, man. That's the same guy. That's the same dude in that funny video. So oh, breakfast. <laughs> oh, is that guy? Oh, no, that yeah. video's fucking funny. That's the same guy. Oh, I love him. I love him. If you listen to that song now, you'll understand it. Mm. When we were younger, the words just kind of flew over us. But now you listen to it, I swear to God, you'll understand it. It's crazy. Mm. Shout out Thug. He's uh, facing a knee, uh, 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 Rico charges. Oh, oh yeah, really? Sure. Yeah, his whole YSL, the team, all got yeah, fucked on Rico ooh. charges. They're all in prison. Yeah. Lifestyle. <laughs> and I feel like it's like, bro, those people in those positions, I feel like they know like later down the road, they're going to get fucked over. I just, I don't know. There's something about it. Like, not to go down the huge conspiracy with, you know, the music industry and shit, you know, even Hollywood, all that. We all know, you know, there's a little bit of a dark, Holly, Holly there's a dark weird. side, Holly weird. Hollywood. There's a dark side to it. Everyone knows it. We can go that on a different podcast, different episode. But I feel like some of those people in those situations, like they give for those good 10 years but they know something like mm. something there's always if you give there's always a take right so yeah i, I don't know i feel like it's just there it's known live when those good if 10 years living, up, though, that lifestyle and like you forget maybe. <clears throat> that kind of reminds me of i know we were going to talk about fights and we'll keep that on the back burner for just a second uh what you had sent us vince about um pretty much <clears throat> forget I forget what uh, athlete said oh, it, Teddy, but Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater about. talking about how um, every or uh, he's kind of tired of these athletes put, portraying a thuggish, uh, hard um, exterior or almost like image. It's a facade. While while they are in these professional sports, uh, because you are no longer like in the streets. You're not doing this. You know. You're not doing the street thing anymore. You're actual like NFL player. You're an NBA player. You know, your house I mean? is four hundred Aaron Hernandez, ninety thousand, my guy, and, and Aaron and Hernandez. And it's like, I mean, yeah, he. I mean, look at him now. He was like, grew up in a nice, you know, lux- luxurious uh, lifestyle growing up, and uh, chose to go like the more uh, rugged way after he was famous. Like he he chose to do these things, acting like almost a thug or some sort of some sort of like gangbanger or tough, tough guy, machismo or yeah. some sort, you know what I mean? Uh, and it's like, dude, you made it. Right. You made it. Why, why even want to like have, have that out there? You know I'll, what I mean? I'll speak on that through my own personal experience. So 
all of us were damn near. I mean, you know, there's levels to it and it's nothing personal, but comparatively in Lebanon, we're all kind of around the same when it comes to like we, thorough, like we straight thorough, we hood as fuck. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> exactly. It's not. <laughs> okay. So okay. Oh. You got, you, you know, when we're growing up, middle school, high school, you know, yes, there are people whose family were wealthier than others. But if you look at it as a grand scheme of thing, average income, we're all around the same thing. Yeah. But you have these people, and, and I'm saying me as an example, I'm in that situation. He was in this situation where now, you know, he's made it, like you said, but there's something within people where even if you make it it's like not the version of you that like you think is like what you were going towards so me as example like i bro when i was younger i like i put myself in bad situations because i thought that that would solidify solidify myself or give me some like longevity you almost give like you want to like Go not through, not to I say like know. to earn respect, but, but only damn near kind of like to earn your stripes earn in a my sort stripes, of sense. Hundred percent. It's like because you see, like I'm just gonna be this regular dude who went to middle school, high school, I hadn't gone through things, silver spoon, damn near, boo 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 boo. And I almost put myself in situations so I could actually not be that person. But I feel like I just found myself in situations that were like still finding it, yeah. still finding it, it myself. And no, and, but I I feel um, that too. Like with uh, when I hung out with Peck, I feel like uh, put I yourself. Like I feel like I, just, I had to keep up. Does that make sense? Don't do it. Oh, oh my I'm God. sorry. No, I'm sorry, fighting. man. There really I was it. a fly. I really did get it. <laughs> I don't know if that was the smart. You should have just shook your head and we'll catch, you know, no, catch it another time. It wasn't that hard, right? <laughs> yeah, no, you good? No, you're good. Okay. I'm, I'm just glad it's now. dead. I feel like you've hurt most people on this podcast. <laughs> oh, don't bring it. <laughs> I don't know why I did that, bro. <laughs> See, I put myself in these situations. But then, alternatively, there's... <clears throat> there's those who grew up in the rough, rugged gutters, bro. People who've lived and have experienced these things and they can't really get out. And their only talent was playing a sport like that. You know, Ricky or music. Uh, he said, Ricky, bro, Ricky, I, just I bring it back. Hard. Oh yeah. Said, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how Ricky got hit, boy. Yeah. He had the golden ticket. Yeah, he the had the golden ticket. ticket. All star QB. Yeah. And, um, Unfortunately, like, and that was just a movie. They're talking about boys in the hood, obviously. But, um, I mean, like, he was, you know, getting out of the hood by his talent. And those people that are surrounding you who are still stuck in there are, like, either going to be supportive of you. They're either going to be jealous of you. Or uh, expect things from uh, Yeah, yeah. Oh, you got, the, hey, can I get a free, like, can I get a free? We grew up together. Let me get a free ticket to the game, man. And it's like, dude, why you want a free ticket when I'm out here busting my ass on the field, bro? Like, pay into that shit. Pay in because you want to see me. Yeah, same thing for anybody who wants to be a cook or something. Like, I got my own restaurant. Like, let me get, let me get a free plate, bro. Like, dude, every meal I get free because we grew up together. I mean, yeah, and it's just like, um, if you do make it out of that situation, you know what I mean? I would. In my opinion, I don't know who I, how I would actually be if I had that bag. Like, if I got that bag, I mean, like you said, like, the head gets bigger. You know, you get, like, a little bit of this uh, false ego. inflation in your ego. And um, I, in my opinion, I would want to steer people away from that direction. Look at me, man. Like, I made it here. You don't have to be stuck in that same thing. Work hard. Do what you got to do to make it up out of your position. And I feel like there's there's those guys, too, you know what I mean, who, like, genuinely would want you to – 
you know, succeed and want to be not even like a role model. Cause I was like, I don't want you to be like, like me necessarily don't do the things that I did. Like do you to the best of your ability. And, um, I think, uh, the guy that had that quote was Teddy Bridgewater. He came out of Miami, like the, I think he, that's where he was raised at. He went to Louisville college and then he's a professional quarterback now, but. Have you, have you guys ever heard of Snoop Dogg's like closing the gap theory? Mm, explain it. Okay, so shout out um, Snoop. Yeah, I mean, it, it's funny. Listening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> give us a call, Snoopy. I say this is like I'll teach some of my agents and some of the people that I work with um, this because even though Snoop Dogg is still, I mean, Snoop Dogg said a lot of you know pretty wise stuff. Oh yeah, I mean, look where he's at he's, now. Right, owns Death Row Records. Thirty years in the game. Thirty years in the game, still as relevant as After everyone. Had to leave Death Row Records for because you know, of not a good reason. Not a good reason. So, yeah. and I mean, you can actually look up videos of Snoop Dogg today um, that people will be clowning around him, and he'll be like, "Get out of here, man!" Like, I don't want to mm. be associated with that. But his closing the gap theory is like, he's like everybody. We all start on this level, and you guys start going up, but eventually you will surprise surpass them and well now we have this gap yeah and the only way it can be closed is either they move up or you move down and you uh, don't want to move down right so i mean his his idea is like don't sacrifice what you've done to make other people feel good like you got to bring them up with i mean not right. you either bring yeah. them up with you or teach them how you can't yeah if, if they're coming up with you that doesn't mean you sacrifice right. your level not in an arrogant way but if you keep sacrificing your shit for someone else, I mean, well, you might you get both to a point where have literally nothing. Yeah, because like, now mean, you're just stuck. You got that one rotten, rotten fruit, bro, and it's gonna spread to every other it every will. other piece of fruit in there and make it rotten too. You know what I mean? So, and that's a good point as far as like <clears throat> keeping your circle. Um, I mean, close and on like the same mindset as what you got going on. You don't want someone coming around and messing up your whole, you know, your whole shit just because they're all like, oh, you're in it or we're yeah, all in it together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not doing shit over here, but like we're in it together. Like, let me live off your winnings almost right. like on that financial peace course. <clears throat> spoiler alert at the end. <laughs> <laughs> no need to take it <laughs> right, at, at the at the end. It talks about uh, and it is christian based or you know spiritually based and uh it says to give back in the end once you do make it once you're debt free and once you're on That's a good roll point give back and i don't even think that necessarily means like oh here's a thousand dollars that i first saved up that got me going you know what i mean it's more of the knowledge information that you that you that you have learned and that what you have experienced in bringing that back to others and like giving back. And even if it is like a couple dollars, like here and there, like that's no big deal either, but it's not sacrificing your position to, so someone else can level up because again, that's ultimately come down to, uh, to that individual, you know? Um, so it's kind of a weird circle there, you know. I mean, we just we just connected Snoop and we and Dave Ramsey. <laughs> I'm sure they them two could easily do something together, bro. And Snoop if, is a if, if one Snoop, use all tool, bro. If Snoop could do it with Martha Stewart, man, you know what Dave I mean. Ramsey, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> they both got you know they're both up in the sky. We got role models, you know. What I mean? well, Snoop and Martha are in the sky. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Snoop and Dave, they both got role models in the sky. Oh, they're yeah. high. Yeah. You know oh, I mean? yeah. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so they died? <laughs> they died. So, hold on. <laughs> Newsflash. Um, so um, 
I want to bring it back to uh, we got into the fights a little bit. If we could oh, step, yeah. step back. In, yeah, into you asked, realm. like, do I watch fights? And then somehow we got into That's okay. the fraternity. Yeah. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> That's, see, I like how I, you know where we went yeah. left because yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> Not uh, I guess, yeah, uh, with the fights last night, uh, if we could pull some of those up. Uh, there was some pretty good fights on last night. Yeah. Um. We got okay. Doom, doom, doom. Let's see. So main card starts with these guys. Yeah. Uh, I kind of want to talk about uh, Drew Dober. I knew, yeah. And that Rafa- was a good, yeah. Rafael Alves, man, that was a good ass uh, matchup. Um, or Alves, Alves, Alves. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they that was a good matchup. Uh, Rafael Alves, bro. He looked like, dude. He was sharp. He was in there like, like. Um, like uh dodging punches bro head, head movement, movement bro yeah. like slipping and everything and like he was getting fired up and uh, and drew dober he stayed composed and and handled it well and ended up drew dober um got the knockout against a gnarly knockout too bro uh hit that, hit that solo plex i'm telling you bro there like, was like he didn't even knock him out he didn't even look it was such a quick his, punch bro, he took his complete wind out of him he literally or he might have bro he might have fractured a rib I mean, he was starting to it slow was, down. It was the higher, I think he might have fractured rib. his rib. I think he might have fractured. There was his rib. two body shots that happened last night. That oh, straight the one that dropped. went to the side. Yeah, straight oh. drop. And and you could see it like as soon as the impact hit, like they have to register a body yeah, shot. Like, they're like, all right, fuck I'm it, cool. and they're like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it just, like, it's worse. That's how it really it's is. Worse. It's worse it is. than getting knocked out because when you know you get hit in the head, you you're really you're already forgetting it as soon as you get hit in the head. Well, what are you constantly doing? Breathing. Wow! Yeah, you know, yeah. You take that breath away. What they say in wrestling? Kill the or kill the uh, kill Airflow the kill the something? body, kill the head, or what? Mm. Kill the head, kill the body. Is it kill the head, kill the body? Kill the body, kill the head. Kill, I think it's kill the body. body kill the head. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're one exactly. and another. It makes sense. Tomato, together. tomato. So yeah, body shots, man, were kind of a good thing in these. And the, everyone, I, that's what I like nowadays. There, people are throwing in those just gnarly rib and, and keep hitting them with kicks and stuff. Drew Dober's throwing kicks to Bro, the were, He was just consistent with those the leg. Yeah, it was just that it, guy slowed down. Alvis slowed down the second round, and then he uh, he got an eye poke. Drew Dober poked him in the eye, which he really did poke him in the eye. Yeah, it was then, accidental. Obviously, uh, totally. Rogan called him out. I was like, he got. Because he got fired up after he had like a little break. He got, he came out strong and Which is, like, I would he utilize got, it. Yeah. Yeah. Of yeah, course. Like, you catch my breather. And then right after, you get five right minutes. after they like, all right, go, boom, right into action, dude. That right Alves dude starts yeah, going off, strong, teeing yeah. off. And it's like, whoa, yeah, like, yeah. whoa. I thought your eye hurt. <laughs> <laughs> nope, it did not. Yeah. It was funny. Was so, like, what uh, else we got? That Alex, the Alex Morano and the Matthew Smellsberger. That was a good fight, too. We did talk about him. Remember Samel's Burgers? Oh, yeah, we <laughs> Samel's did. Samel's Burgers. That was a good fight. It was very close. And, you know what I mean? It just went, it went obviously down to the decision. Isn't there, are there two Alex Moranos? Or isn't there like one uh, There's Morono and then there is uh, Brendan Moreno. Or, there we go. Uh, yep. Later on in the match. Because that's why I was like, wait, are there two motherfuckers that are the exact same last name? I started kind of falling asleep. Around this time in the fight card, <laughs> I'm finally guy. getting that Midwest fucking. Oh, you're getting used to this <laughs> Eastern yeah. time zone now. I think I'm <laughs> stuck on uh on West Coast time because, like, bro, I whenever it's like 3 a.m., I feel like it's midnight. I think I'm in it somehow. I don't you're know in the West what Coast happened. Somehow? I'm in the West Coast somehow, somehow mentally. Yeah, <laughs> He's like, yeah <laughs> it's better, isn't it? <laughs> um, 
Mogamed. This one was nice. Oh yeah, bro. with Anthony Smith. That's the one. I like Anthony Smith. Anthony. So okay. Uh, uh, Magomed Ankalov. He just started Anthony putting Smith. it on him, bro. He just started putting it on him. Oh, okay. Anthony Smith. Oh yeah. Okay. Now I remember. Anthony Smith actually just uh, lost his mother recently, oh, and man, I feel true. like he came in. You know. Obviously, wanting to do it, you know, for her and everything, it's kind of sucks. You know, it's still the fight game. Uh, I mean, you win some, you lose some, but it's just, you know, I felt for Anthony Smith uh, on that one. Did um, you ever have like a moment like that in sports where like you felt like you were playing for someone else? Right. Yeah. I I had one of them one time. Um, my uncle actually passed away, and I remember like taping wrist and writing. I can't even remember what I wrote, but like that might have been like my best game I ever played, really? which is crazy. Yeah, you know, looking back, but yeah. that's the only time I ever did it, and you know, did I know that was like the game. That's that, the reason you can yeah. even take it back to Patty Pimblett. I think oh, like, either the last week thing. or the week before. Yeah, yeah. totally with the suicide. Because he said he had lost. Um, he had brought. Didn't he bring like this kid who had cancer or something yeah, that was on? One of them. And then he, and then the kid passed away not too long after that. And then his buddy committed suicide. So then he had made, I mean, that's bro, that's huge. You know what I mean? UFC isn't the biggest stage when it comes to sports, but UFC is definitely the biggest male spectated sport. That's not ES, even the on ESPN. It was on ESPN. So people that would watch it, even if they don't in the middle of the day. Yeah. Too, fight so fight UFC is probably watched probably like 70%. Men and then thirty percent women. That's me taking a rough guesstimate, but I feel like that's probably a good yeah, guesstimate. It's getting bigger, I mean, it's yeah, getting I mean, bigger on right. both sides, I, I you know. What you're saying. Um, but you have this guy speak about after a win, speak about you know suicide and emotions, and he said a stigma for men. So you know, it's not like he was right. excluding women. He was showing example of you know how how bad it is sometimes for men when it comes to these crazy thoughts, things that we go to the idea that men are supposed to be just, you know, deal with all these emotions. No problem. I don't want to touch on this. Yeah. I want to, I want to stay on this for a second. And because everybody deals with so many problems, a lot of people, um, especially now is such a weird time. uh, It's insane. um, Coming off of Corona, not even just Mm -hmm. Corona. Yeah. That was just the, that was just the, the beginning of tip it. of the iceberg yeah. and then, i mean there's there's more to unravel with that and everybody like i said it's women and men or whatever and i feel like just like as he's saying the stigma of like oh guys with this hard exterior you know what i mean we're fighters out here you know what i mean we're football players and and you know we get hurt all the time hey tough, wipe it off tough it up wipe you know it off. Tough it, and i do yeah okay like you got to come like you got to get through that. But sometimes like it's not such a physical battle, like, mm. you know, what I mean, and even if it is a physical battle and it's like a mental, a mental battle, then it's like I feel like we're we're almost shamed in a sense that we should we should be able to not uh, even acknowledge that. Like, oh, oh, I don't feel Death. I don't feel. Yeah, he died. Oh, what? I'm, I'm just a I'm just a machine. All <laughs> I do, all I do is just go. You know what I mean? That's all you expect on, on of me. And it's like. I know there's things like, I mean, it's hard to even want to want to talk to somebody uh, because of that, you know what I mean? Or of this image that we're trying to portray over it. Like, I, I won't lie, dude. I'm not afraid to 
to get emotional. I'm not afraid to cry because I feel like the truth sets you free. And I mean, it may not even, it may not look the coolest. It may not sound the coolest to hear. Society might tell you it's wrong. I guess what I'm trying to say is like, like guys need, guys need the females just as much as the females need the guys. You know what I mean? Like we need that, we need that femininity to our masculine, you know what I mean? For the teamwork other, you know what I mean? Cause, and I almost feel like, and I'm not every woman, I'm not saying that women, you know, obviously women go through a lot or things go through things as well, but it's like, uh, to be there for, for each other. You know what I mean? I think that's why like a brotherhood bond, like whenever we go, we're all, we all just lost a football game. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're all down about it. No, let's play fucking bananas by but it's like you know what i mean like there's definitely like that, that there's there's the missing piece like where we we need comforted too you know what i mean like we'll be there to rub on you know rub the shoulders of the woman or you know care for you know like what's wrong but it's, it's hard for us to come out and and to say you know hey like i need i, I need can't help. deal with this and as a as an alpha male you know, you want to take charge, shoulders yeah. up, walk, walk through the pride land type deal. Uh, um, there's a drought. You know what I mean? The pride land's dry out there. You know what I mean? Ain't nothing like, to get no more. And it, and it takes that. It takes to, you know what I mean? It takes anyways, it takes somebody to listen. I feel like uh, it, we, we should all, I don't, I don't necessarily think like you should take a, a Facebook post and post every, every single right, thing that right. you're going through. But like, we do need people that we can trust and someone that we can talk to so we can get that out and off of our shoulders. Right. And what, you know, what Patty was talking about, I think he was talking more to not the people down, but the people that can help the people down because, you know, like us as men in general, I mean, it's just in most cases, you know, we don't want to, you know, cry. We don't want to talk to people about our weaknesses, things like that. And Patty was talking to, you know, everybody saying, Hey, reach out oh, to your boys. You know, you like it's much easier for somebody to open up to. I mean, especially as guys, you know, for us to open up when somebody says, Hey, like something on your mind, like, you know, if you're religious, how can I pray for you? Stuff like that. You know, you can really get out, but coming up and, you know, I haven't seen you in a couple of years and being like, Jared, I mean, I'm going through it right now. You know, that's not something that, you know, people are going to do. Right. Right. I mean, especially as most men. So Patty was talking, I think in general to like, Hey, check up on your boys, yeah. you know, song by Royce, the five nine, it's called strong friend. He said, check on your strong friend. You know what I mean? You, a lot of people have the, have that one friend. And I feel like maybe, all of us can damn near relate to that in our friend group. We've all been this person, that one that is the one that we go talk to. Like, you're the one that I go with my problems. Like, yeah, we're homies. We're talking about the game. But then, you know, like, hey, man, this happened and yeah. boo, 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 boo. And I'm going through this and this is actually making me feel this way. I feel like we've all been in that situation. I'm sure people listening, you've been that strong friend. But man, you can only lift those weights so fucking long, you know? And sometimes that strong friend gets the weakest at one point. You remember, you probably remember Coach Danball's geese. Um, exactly. Thing. Yeah, metaphor. Yeah, I hear you. I, I don't remember how it went, but. So, okay. You remember? So, with, yeah, with the geese, <clears throat> they fly in a V formation. The geese always fly in a V formation, if you've ever seen them in the sky. And the leader of the pack, the strongest one, 
who's showing them where to go. And he breaks the wind. Yeah. He'll pull back. He'll pull back and go to the back of the line. Not for just to have someone else like lead, not like, oh, I'm tired. Let me go catch a break. But because those who are behind, those ones who are tired and uh, yeah, it kind of pushes them. It pushes them to to go. It making sure that no one just fell back back there. It's making sure that everybody's all in this V formation. This is our formation. This is our unit. And this is how we are moving forward. And we're not going to be able to move forward. If people are straying off. If we're not together, we're not that core group. Yeah. We're going to need each other. So that's why they say like the weakest link type deal. Can lead the pack. I mean, well, the weak, the weakest link will, will break you if you don't, you know, reinforce it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if you're the leader of the crew and you're letting the weakest link fuck up the whole the whole chain of things. You're not really the leader. Damn well, near. I mean, you're, everything's fucked. Nobody's yeah. even in their position. And that's what a leader damn near is for. You know what I mean? And that's what... But he he is gonna get tired too. Yeah. So true. that that is not so not just being tired and, and you know what I mean falling back so someone else can step up and take the reins for a minute, right. but all together pushing and making sure all of us get to where we need to go as one unit. I like I like that you brought that up because I've always remembered that. <laughs> that's so crazy, bro. <laughs> and I don't like geese. That's the thing. I hate geese, I bro. Hate geese, <laughs> but I love the metaphor. So ugly. And they are fucking headstrong. I'll tell yeah. you that much. They are fucking one goose alone. Don't. Is, 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 <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you see me? Oh, I did you I see that, it. dude? Oh, I it, bro. Please, buff geese, Please, man. Please, you gotta tell him. <laughs> I don't want to go through it again. Yeah. Uh, so one day, me and Logan are walking. Yeah. <laughs> we're walking through some fields. Do you want, do you want to? Bring it up. Okay, yeah. well, we're walking through some fields, and let's just say these geese, yeah, I mean... They aren't the prettiest, but they also look a little, you know, cute. Like, you know, what I mean, yeah. not saying that. Yeah. The young ones are very I mean, cute. They look cute or whatever, but the mamas are motherfucking protective. They as, think as we're mother, cute. Hey, they think we ain't cute. Right. <laughs> They're you like, cute so, thinking you're going to pull up on us. So we're walking and like this fucking goose, man, is like must have a <laughs> nest somewhere close by. It's like, hey, bro, like, hey, hey, back up. But like, we got to get to this one spot and it's a narrow it's a narrow, narrow field that we're walking a pond on the other I was side. I say creek, we're by a waterway. A Once creek the- on the other side. We have to go through this route. We got to go. And um, this fucking goose gets brave. He's <laughs> getting sturdy. Bro, on this, the, this goose starts fucking charging on its two feet. Do-do-do-do-do-do running at us and fucking breaks its wings out. And then like glides. Five wingspan. It glides over at Logan and it fucking body checks straight. Opens up his right wings to my face. Body bro. checks Logan and fucking oh, <laughs> drops felt like Logan. A, uh, You know like those fucking feather pillows your grandma would have back in the day? They'd poke you in the eye. <laughs> I had a fucking... I had backwards feathers. Bro, he had he was like flapping on Logan's on Logan's oh, head and man. everything. I wanted to help you. I There's really wanted it. There wasn't besides like fall down laughing. I was holding my it stomach was, and I, I was, heard I, you was laugh. crying. <laughs> I heard you. I was like, ah. At least he's getting enjoyment out of it. <laughs> I'll take one for the team. Yeah, man. Them geese. I'll fuck strong. with them, man. They're don't brave. fuck with them. He didn't even have the pack with him either. He, he was, was like, lonesome. We was, need to be like geese sometimes. Yeah, that was the mama. Have know? the strength to you know, charge a car in the middle of the road at 30 miles an hour, you know, you'll beat it. Hey, I got a V formation coming this way, <laughs> yeah. buddy. You better get off my nest, boy. Yeah. <laughs> v for vendetta because yeah, they got right? fucking the personal fuck? problems with us, man. Viciously. Anyway, <laughs> Vicious. You know how he starts naming off V names and yeah. V for vendetta? Good, good movie. You know, yeah, it's it a good movie. Um, 
<laughs> shit's funny. So we had a couple more fights on there. And, um, we had, so let's get on past. Let's just go on to the main event. Oh, well, Derek Lewis got dropped quick. Honestly, that was a, I feel like it was an early stoppage. Sergi Pavlovic or Pavel, Pavlovic. Pavlovic. Yeah, Pavlovic. Versus Derek Lewis. And, uh, I mean, Derek Lewis, I mean, he got like pieced up early, but, uh, he had dropped. And, I mean, Derek Lewis, he's a big boy. He's a tough guy. And, like, as soon as he dropped, like, he was trying to get, like, he, as soon, he, like, almost popped up almost instantaneously. But even before he could pop back up, then the referee was like, no, no. And, I mean, like, he did get dropped, but I think that Derek Lewis could have weathered that storm, but the referee called it in. It is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, you know what? I, I thought, like, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to be, like, world champ at fucking MMA or fucking boxing or anything, but damn, how cool would it be to be a referee? That would be pretty fucking fun. Would that not be dope? You got the look. You could do it. That, you think I, because I look like Herb Dean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought it was cool the guy with the long beard. Uh, he was talking to Alvis in Span- Spanish or Brazil, whatever Alvis is. Yeah, he was talking to him talking in his to each language. Other. Oh, he was wow. like communicating, like, are you is, with the eye poke? I yeah. just noticed that, like, watching really cool. him. Like, oh, that's cool. He knows the language fluently. Wow, I'm going to have to start learning new languages now. <laughs> yeah, then. you're going to have to like, do all of them. I'll be, I can sign language at this point. Russian's going to be the hardest. Probably. Night night. Sleep. <laughs> yeah, somebody knocked out. Are you okay? <laughs> okay. Derek. Okay, so this Brendan uh, Moreno—that's the one. I didn't see the highlights. I heard it got fight of the night, but I didn't see the. Um, it was yeah. an amazing fight. It was just it was it was consistent the whole fight, that's and the then you fights. know third round TKO. I mean, nothing's better than that. Strikes. You know what I mean? Like it is that is perfect. And this bro, this what. Kai Kaya Carrera Fence. Kai Kaya Fence. Yeah, I've I've never seen him before. Yeah, you man. have, bro. He dropped Cody okay, Garber. I talked about him. I talked about him. Did you really? Yeah, we 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 talked about him before. Uh, he was he trains with uh, Israel Adesanya, oh, okay. uh, Volkanovski, uh, Dan Hooker. Like he, oh, he's they're with all the, at that same the Aussie. The oh, Aussie. They all go to that same gym. What what's, is it? Amer- damn it! New fuck. Zealand, New Zealand fighters. It's some kickboxing. Yeah. I don't remember. Help us out, uh, everybody. uh, Kai Kara France, dude, he is an amazing athlete. And he came in there, and I almost felt like by the way that he was looking coming into the fight, dude, he was like too pissed. Like he was, he was too upset. Um, Sometimes I feel like that can hurt you in a way. Uh, He still fought uh, tremendous, um, but Moreno just had him, had him, had him beat. You know what I mean? Like it it was a, you know, it definitely went to um, Brendan Moreno. Um, was, was that a body shot? Was that the other body shot? I might be tripping. I, I know that's a TKO. Um, he just says strikes. He might've dropped him with a butt. No. Yeah. might. Maybe he dropped him with a body shot right, and then just started putting it on him. Yeah. Um, but then I want to talk about afterwards. Okay. Figueredo. Oh, yeah. Is, I Figueredo, like, Figueredo come in? Figueredo is, is the <laughs> champ, uh, who took the belt from Moreno last. Right. Um, obviously Moreno has a belt right now, though. I didn't know. He's, interim? he's the champion. Uh, that was for the interim belt, I guess. Okay. I don't, yeah. what, I don't yeah. know what happened the last time they fought to where F- Davis Figueredo is the champion. Yeah, it was, yeah, a, thought, it was a close fight and Figueredo so somehow Bra- came. Moreno came won the first that. one. Correct. Right. And then Figueredo. Okay. So Joe Rogan also said that when the octagon. Three. I want to say there's three because they were talking about them running it back and it would time. be the fourth time. So I think time. Moreno yes. beat him t- beat him twice or 
Yeah, Moreno beat him twice, I believe. And then Figueredo then this most came. recent one, Figueredo won, because yes. we watched those. Yes. Yeah, we watched them. And Bro, I know they said this would be their fourth come yeah. to, and they basically did. Bro, yeah. that dude who does the translation – he is the fucking man, bro. Because he doesn't talk like he would say that he would fight. It'd be like, yeah, man, he was coming all around here. Yeah. He was, he was going to yeah, cut. Like, he gets. And you come for this title, and I'm not giving it no. up. This is my title. Yeah. Yeah. No way. You're speaking for him. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. You watch your tone with yeah. me. And said, tell me I what have he to said. fight you. Because yeah. <laughs> you think you have the Rogan belt. made the comment that he doesn't think uh, Figueredo can make 125 again. Mm. That's a tough fucking Wait, 125 a grown ass man. <laughs> 125. DJ Demetrius Johnson was a perfect size for that. He's like five four, cut. Mighty Mouse. How hey, the- Brian Hale would be a decent good 125. <laughs> Hell yeah, a little scrapper boy. That's what I'm saying. Coming in. Uh, I still don't understand why they got rid of Mighty Mouse for fucking Ben Askren. Ben Askren. That'll that's beyond the me. only MMA trade in history. What? We're never doing this again. <laughs> yeah, like, this did not turn out the right way. But uh, what um, what I seen from that was obviously Moreno was fighting Kaikara France and uh, Figueredo was out in the crowd and starts standing up all cocky and he gets closer up to the ring and keeps on getting up to the ring and then they end up litting Figueredo from the stands, not into even on, the ring. not even on the fight card, into the ring, and he gets the microphone, bro. Yeah, like, they're talking to I've each never other. seen that. That's some WWE shit right there, bro. <laughs> I, and I thought the same thing, bro. I was like, this is insane. What is going but on? But they had like, they literally were like, you have never seen two fighters with this much respect for each other. They literally word for I word like said Figueredo that. I felt like Figueroa wasn't about to give the respect because he was all up in his face until Moreno was like speaking. And he's like. He's trying to explain. I mean, he just won. He's yeah, trying to explain, like, champion. <laughs> trying to tell everybody how he felt after the fight. And Figueredo's all in his face like this or whatever. And he's like, I will do that. He said, I will fight you. He said, I want to fight you again. Yeah. Like, I will do that. And then Figueredo's like, yeah. all right. <laughs> and then he comes in and gives him a hug. You're like, all right, yeah, friendly competition or whatever. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that was something. I felt like they were trying to push that fight almost. And I'm not lying to you guys. I may be a conspiracy theorist. I don't know, but I feel like the fucking UFC can be set up sometimes. And that takes me on into Amanda Nunes versus Juliana Pena. Okay, break it down. Julia, okay, Amanda Nunes wiped out her division. You know what Literally. I mean? Like, And then she faces... Head kicked Holly home. Oh, my God. <laughs> so many beautiful matches where she's just on Beating point. the dog shit literally, out of people, bro. Literally to the point where Nunes isn't even considered like a main event champion or like a uh what uh, what's the last fight like the the main event no like she i would say like she got boring after a while because she's headlining this main event yeah and then she's knocking these motherfuckers out like it's her day job like go to sleep bitch right die motherfucker (laughs) die why oh oh. (laughs) Uh, m and dmx on that one movie bro that movie's good as fuck bro (laughs) but uh so then Juliana, they faced the first match, Juliana, Juliana Pena versus Amanda Nunes. And we were, we have the um, episode where we were watching that. I literally, yeah. I literally hung up because uh, Nunes lost. You can't have the good without the bad though, Jared. Right. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, though, like I felt like Nunes was better than that. Everybody has off nights though. I mean, it's the fight game, but everyone in my, knew she was, bro. She's better than that. In, in my opinion, man, I just felt like Nunez could have easily swept this chick. And I mean, obviously it wasn't easy, but by the fight that I just saw last night, Amanda by Nunez versus Pena, number two. Um, I mean, Juliana Pena looked, looked great. I mean, 
she looked good. I won't say great. She looked good. And I mean, she got dropped like three, Bro, four by times. By some clean. Clean shots. That overhand, Amanda Nunes. She was reading overhand. her like a book, bro. Clean. She has clubs for hands. Yeah, she, she really does. She'd knock us the fuck out. Corbin bro. calls them ham sandwiches. Said she that, does. Uh, like, uh, Pedagogue's like got ham sandwiches. Motherfucking <laughs> 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 bricks for fists. Big old meat Long knuckles, bro. Yeah, and meat knuckles. I just feel like Nunes definitely like had control, obviously, like the whole fight and i was like this is the amanda nunez that i'm used to and and in the last in the last fight that they had like um dana white's like well i was gonna book uh this fight afterwards i forget who he said she was gonna fight or whatever but it's like okay if that's the case why didn't you just book that fight in the in to begin with amanda nunez has been tearing this division up right tearing it up to the point where all these people don't even deserve to fight her at this point give her that big money but I feel like almost Amanda Nunes. I mean, she had two belts at the time. Yeah. Here's one. Huh? Oh, 45. At 45. So yeah, she's got she's got two belts, two different divisions. And I feel like she's like, all right, I got, I still got, you know, one other belt. Hold on to this for a minute. Give me that hype. Give me the give me the the popularity. The underdog almost. Yeah, exactly. You know what like, I mean, I have to regain it. Yeah, I feel like it's a money thing. And that's where I feel like it was almost set up. Um uh Juliana Pena almost got an arm bar in there, and yeah. Nunez almost got caught with I it. I remember. Yep, I remember and, that. Um, she had to yank that bitch out, split bro. on her forehead. She has Ooh. to go to a plastic surgeon. She, no, yeah. she did Well, she, she got Someone stitches. said that. It was Dana that Dana said that. Dana oh, said something said like she's she on her way. Yeah. She and she, she's surgery. like, all it took was a couple stitches. Oh, no right surgery needed. But yeah, that was a later update. But yeah, I was like, damn, I was I was tripping about that for, for a little bit. It was nasty. But... Um, uh, Amanda Nunez was like, "Yeah, honestly, I wanted to. I could have finished her earlier she on. Didn't say it, but she um, wanted to show her what's up. Yeah, bro. she wanted to show her who's the. But I mean, people say that too. You know, yeah, what I, mean? sure. I, I would have finished that. You know, at any time any I wanted point. to. But, but I mean, like in my opinion, Amanda Nunez, man, she's top dog. She's the lioness, bro. Like I feel like yep. she. I, I feel like she's like. I don't even think they a need a third fight. Uh, I think uh, Pena would need to. They have to be close to keep him going. Yeah, like that. Uh, Volkanovski and Max. The yeah. first two were super close, so that's why they had the third. But uh, now you can't have a fourth because yeah, Volk was so good in this right. last oh, one. No yeah. point. Yeah. So um, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's not like a conspiracy thing. Maybe you know what I mean. Like Nunez may have just gotten beat or whatever. But in my opinion, like I feel like it could Dana, be like personal. Like you know, Amanda Nunez could have done it herself. True. Like, you know, n nobody else involved. She could have just been like, you know, I want to lose this one so then I can win again later. Yeah, right. Like, it's a lot of pressure on, on her right now, are you saying? Well, I or mean, kind of what you were saying, like, hey, hold my belt so then – so I, I know, I, I, know I can get back. It's like uh, McGregor and um, Mayweather. It, it was, like, so built up and it was yeah. just so drama. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just all about the money, I think, in a lot of ways. And they're actually talking about another matchup between McGregor and um, in the octagon, though, or no, uh, no. boxing, boxing. Yeah, boxing, I've seen yeah. that too. Uh, I don't know if I'd want to see that McGregor, uh, McGregor and Floyd Mayweather two. You pay a hundred dollars for that again? That's what you paid. That's what you paid last time. I'll I skip. That's what the price of the PV, the pay per view was. He said that PPV. That's crazy. PPV. We were just talking about how much they're. How expensive they are just by watching them by yourself. Like, instead, like having a group of people dollars. is not bad, but yeah, yeah. $80. Like, $80? And, then, and I'm paying for ESPN every month. I have to carpool Dude. this fight. Like, fuck. <laughs>
damn near everybody. I mean, the average household, could you pay? Bro, if they're expecting $80, then they need to have like a fucking like uh, financing option. Yeah. That's <laughs> fucking bullshit, That's outrageous. bro. If I'm, I'm going to buy every pay-per-view, but give it to me at like 20 bucks a pop the whole year. Like I'm going to buy, I'm going to watch everyone, but give me a discount. It's not like, was um, Nunez had like one loss before this? Yeah. Uh, or besides Pena? She, yeah, she's also somebody else. Three. Too, she's got three. It's losses. like really oh, okay. to me. Like I remember record, her lo- losing. Records don't even matter to me. Like in my not opinion, not undefeated in the records. No. Yeah, yeah it's like. It's, I mean, Kamaru Usman, do your thing, man. Uh, I saw jo- George St. Pierre said that like one of the biggest changing points in his life was losing to Matt Sarah. Like when he when he. Oh uh, yeah, it'll always stain even after everything that you've done. You beat him again. He still is like that yeah. one fucking loss. Uh, lost, man. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? He lost. Uh, um. Yeah, man, like, at this point, it's like people are wanting that GOAT status. Like, woo, double champ, back to double champ. I know Dylan's going to hate me, but I feel like that's my problem with Izzy. Like, he's just, uh, he's not fighting. Like, he used to fight for the glory. Like, here's a good exciting fights. Look at Moreno. Figueredo Moreno was, the okay, obviously interim champ. But look at how hard he was fighting. He's the champ, and he's going in there slinging like it's his last fight, dude. You know what I mean? Like, that's what be. I want to see. You never know. Uh, you never know. Yeah. There is no tomorrow, Apollo yeah. Creed. <laughs> there is no tomorrow. Like McGregor, when he was, I, I've, I've said this multiple times, but him coming up, it's awesome to see him coming up in that drive. And then once he hits it, like, fuck. Right. Everything falls down from there. Like, right. God damn it. And and I feel like that's where it, like, comes in. It's, like, like more of the glory type deal. Like, you know what I mean? I'll sacrifice a loss, sure. Just to get more popularity, just to get more... Uh, rec- recognition just to put uh, viewers like may I feel like uh, give them a show. I feel like a uh, pay per view Nunez main eventer would it wasn't bringing in the draws because everybody's like ah Amanda Nunez is about to tear shit up right. like we why even watch she's gonna do this so like I feel like they put her on this stacked card Brandon Moreno Kaikara France motherfucking Anthony Pettis Derek Lewis Derek dude, Lewis like, is always a big name that people want to watch yeah, just because of how he too. Acts. yeah you know what I mean it's just how his his popularity and how he relates to people people right. like to watch yeah. it no matter it's what it's a draw even if he loses it's a draw you know what I mean so um. Yeah, so I mean that's pretty much the fight recap on that. It was um, good fights. Yeah, it was good. Pretty good fights. Um, got some decent ones. Usman Edwards coming up. Yeah, might, <sighs> that's might, gonna be a a fight night. Might do a fight night on that. That's gonna be a fight night. You know, looking forward to October in Abu Dhabi, uh, Oliveira and Makachev, and there's a couple other ones on that card that are stacked. I forget D- Dillashaw and. Uh, Sterling isn't O'Malley on that O'Malley one too? and yeah. Yon, yeah. Peter Yon and O'Malley said bro. he wants to uh, call out, uh, or he wants Aldo next if he beats be Yon. It'd be a good fight. Jose know. Aldo and him. He better stay focused on Aldo. Throws. Bro, Yon is no fucking joke. That's the thing, bro. O'Malley's got more hype. He's got more motivation, whatever. But bro, let's not act like Peter Yon is not. He does uh, an elite unit, bro. Yeah. It's gonna be a great fucking fight. All of them. Anything else? I think yeah, I think we're Evan about wrapped on time. Yeah, any closing statements you want to get out? I mean, I I appreciate you guys, you know, having me on. I know I was telling you guys earlier. I remember, like, I think it was probably episode two or three when Mike Jeff first came on, and then I remember Cody's episode, and for like the Chow. longest time, go ahead, Cho Cody Cho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but for like the longest time, I know 
like Vince and I have been on Snap forever. We have too, but Vince posts stuff on his story, and I remember him getting his first house, and I'm like, you know, like he was the first, I think, probably out of all of us mm-hmm. to like really do something like adult. Yeah, and, the adult. You know, I, I told him like, hey, you know, that's a good role model. Like, you know, that's what I want to do. And then once you guys did this, I was like, I sure hope you guys stick with it because I mean, I, I love the whole idea, you know. And, Definitely getting the people, you know, friends back together and all that. Yeah, definitely appreciate you being a part of it, man. Like because it's like this type of thing that you know helps keep us motivated, help keeps us talking. You know what I mean? Helps keeps keeps us, and it's it's cool to you know what I mean? Like uh, I mean, I haven't seen you in years, man. Like it's cool just to but we picked it up. Like we picked it up with great conversation and a heartbeat. Who knew you guys playing in baseball and shit, and then not talking forever, (laughs) and then like all of a sudden we're on the podcast talking talking about about all kinds of stuff. (laughs) Yeah. deep and yeah, funny. I mean, he asked me if fraternities are gay. And I'm like, <laughs> like I gotta, I gotta, gotta be honest with you. Depends on look at it. Depends on your viewpoint of gay. Yeah. <laughs> Where's your line at? <laughs> I can't wait to go back to and, and edit that part. <laughs> I'll, I'll fucking take it right out right there. Fraternities are gay. <laughs> That's one of the best right parts. On. Well, shit. Uh, well, it was good seeing you guys. Thank you for coming on, bro. Thank you. Uh, let's do this shit again, man. Thanks for listening. Last dab episode seventy two. Wow, I know we're we're nearing Close that hundred mark. I'm telling you, we're getting there. Hearing just a snap, we'll be right at a hundo. It's crazy, man. You got six more, and then it's like a year and a half. You know, assuming you do it every week. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And that's that's pretty much what we're striving for is to continue to stay consistent with it. So I'm glad that you're listening, and I mean that. You know, it just motivates us. Yeah. Too. So um, you're welcome back on anytime you want, man. If you ever want to watch fights with us, yep, just fight nights it. all day. We want to have as many people on fight. I don't need financial advice. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure we don't spend too much on these fucking fights. <laughs> like, hey, man, told me to reach out. I'm going through some things. Can I get five thousand dollars? Five thousand dollars. <laughs> hey, leave it. Leave a comment. You know, if um. You want some money, and Jared can give it to you. So. <laughs> I got like three Monopoly boards. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even want to play you in Monopoly. Shit, dude, you be running that. Team. Run the, whole <laughs> the whole square. Give me my money. I lost. Um, um, peace. Peace. TLDP, baby. See you next time.